0: How to get laid during this cycle. So lots of foreplay, tons, like massive amounts, right? If you can, flowers, but don't do flowers to try and get sex, because she can't expect them. Like she sees straight through you right now. If you get her flowers to have sex, she's like, fuck you. Now if you get her flowers to have sex and ovulation, she's like, they am already ready. I didn't even need the flowers. So it's completely different, right? Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode. For those of you that are maybe new listeners, my name is Monica and I'm very excited for you to be listening to the podcast. So today's episode is either going to be the thing that you send to your man or it's going to open up a conversation for you to have with your man or maybe both. This episode, I, I just know how many men need this. And the reason why I know this is so recently I've been doing some podcast interviews with other men on their podcasts and we'll start to kind of get into the topic of cycles and sex and periods. And I can tell that they are so worried about saying the wrong thing, which like no fucking surprise with the society we live in today, but they're so worried about being offensive or saying the wrong thing or coming off clueless. And what's so interesting is that We as women, if you're a woman listening to this, we know so much about our cycle. Or if you don't, you're starting to because you're listening to my podcast. We know so much about our cycle. But then when it comes to men who are just as influenced, they're just influenced in a different way, right? They're the punching bags. But they are just as influenced by our cycle as we are. And they don't know really anything about it. Your cycle and PMS and your hormones and all these things are often such a reason for arguments or they start arguments or they start this feeling of like, I don't feel seen by him or he's not listening to me. They can really, it, it can create tension, right? And it creates tension when there's a lack of education. But as soon as you're able to go, Oh, it's just the luteal phase. Or as soon as he's able to be like, Oh, just luteal phase or Oh, just she's on a period or Oh, she's sassy. Cause she's in follicular. As soon as she's able, he's able to actually identify the different phases and even as as soon as you're able to kind of joke about them and bring some lightness to this topic, because there's always so much seriousness about it, it helps to make something that can feel so taboo, so confusing, so just like out of this world and out of the ordinary conversation, it can make it seem simple and doable and easy and approachable. So I really hope that for today's episode, you guys walk away with just a greater understanding as a guy of a woman's cycle and a feeling of confidence that you can bring this conversation up to her. And ladies, if he does bring this conversation up to you, especially if you've shared with him this podcast episode, be receptive. Don't emasculate him. Don't be like, oh my God, that's so offensive that you said that blah, blah, blah. He doesn't know. And what's really interesting because I have this conversation all the time with my girlfriends and with my fiance is that Guys just have no. Oh hi, Phoebe. Guys just have no real idea of the the feeling that we have. Sorry the 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 feelings that we experience shifting between each phase. Now, granted, this is obviously if you're not on any hormonal birth control. But you know, if you're really in tune with your body, and maybe you're like me, I can feel myself going from ovulation into luteal, and there isn't just like you know a a slight shift the way that my brain is working what i'm good at what i'm bad at where i want to focus my energy on how i'm thinking how i'm perceiving things how i'm communicating everything changes and of course it does because your whole hormonal profile has changed now you have all this progesterone that's in your brain that's changing the way that you communicate the way that you analyze things and so you know a lot of a lot of men can just can sometimes I'm like, I've had this before. Even in my current relationship, sometimes be like, yeah, as if, like, you're just like, you're telling yourself that. And then we're on the other side being like, oh, we're telling ourselves that, are we? Oh, you want to feel this? (laughs) And so obviously there is such thing as the placebo effect. We're not going to deny that. And... I also really want to validate the fact that, no, there is a full-on hormonal difference in our body between ovulation, let's say, and luteal phase and luteal and menstruation and menstruation and follicular, and that does affect every area of our lives. And so it's really empowering and, frankly, freeing when in your relationship you actually can can converse about these differences and you can understand them and you can use them to your benefit. Right, Because it just feels like it's the blind leading the blind when you have yourself not fully harnessing the different phases of your cycle, not understanding them, not communicating that to him, not even knowing what you need or want in every phase, every different phase of your cycle. And then he also has no idea what you want, what you need, how to treat you in every phase of your cycle. And he's just like, what the fuck? You wanted this last week and now you don't want this week. Like, oh my God. And he just thinks you're crazy. And that's often where this kind of she's crazy label comes in sometimes and like maybe you are crazy right like maybe she is but but also it could be that no you're not crazy you have a different phase of your cycle now you're in a different hormonal profile and therefore you're showing up differently and if we throw in some hormonal imbalances in there it's like yeah i am fucking crazy and look at the environment that i'm living in it's like toxic everything so yes i am crazy um my god sometimes living in america I'll just i have to sometimes just be like i cannot. I cannot learn more about what is happening in the food system here because it is alarming. All right, let's get into the topic of this episode. We're going to start with follicular phase. Now, technically, everyone, day one is the first day, like day one of her cycle. And I'm saying her. I'm going to pretend that I'm talking to men in this episode. But ladies, if you're listening, just roll with it, okay? So, so day one of her cycle is her bleed right the first day of her bleed I don't actually I'm not actually going to start there I'm actually going to start at follicular phase just because for most men they think it like kind of makes logical sense that the end of her cycle is the bleed right it just kind of seems like the end not like the beginning so I'm actually going to start with follicular phase right but follicular phase is technically the second phase but we're going to start there so follicular phase is when she has come out of her bleed she stopped bleeding and so her hormones are starting to increase. Again, her estrogen, her estrogen is starting to rise, and we're starting to kind of see her awaken again, right? So, however she was on her period, she's kind of coming out of that cocoon. She's finished bleeding. She started. She's starting to come out of her cave. And this is when she will, you know, be continuing to want lots of cuddles. This is a great time to take her out on date. She's starting to actually get extroverted again. So maybe, you know, and I, I will say gentlemen and also ladies, but ladies you already know this gentlemen, every single woman is different. And it is so important that you take what I say with a grain of salt, right? It's not the Bible. Take what I say with a grain of salt, but then have a conversation and get to know her cycle. Okay, because we're all different. We have to also factor in that our personalities are different. So I'm like spicy as fuck in my follicular phase, right? After I've come out of my blade, I'm like, she's back, bitches. Nobody fuck with me. And I'm spicy. I'm on it. I'm fiery. But if she doesn't naturally kind of have that in her constitution, that's not going to be her sense of aliveness, right? So you have to remember that sh- that her uniqueness is going to be very much infiltrated and influenced in what I'm saying. So take what I say have a conversation, get to know her, make it like a long conversation that goes over six months, really get to know her, get to know her cycle, and then you'll be able to actually know her unique cycle and kind of what happens with her and maybe honestly take some notes, I'm not joking, in today and then also with what she says. So when she's coming out of her period, depending on the woman, depending on where you are in your relationship, depending on many factors, she may be like ready for the raunchy sex again, or she may actually just be ready for sex. Some women really don't like period sex. I am not one of those women. I love some period sex. I love messy sex. I love just earthy. I'm like, get me it. So... I love period sex, but my period or our period sex is very gentle, right? It is soulful. It is intimate. It's just like the deepest hug you can have in your life. Like that's what it is. And then as I come into follicular, I'm still a little bit sensitive. I'm still like sensitive, right? Because my hormones aren't fully back in what they are in ovulation, right? So my estrogen's rising. So I'm still like a little bit sensitive, but I want to also get fucked, right? I really do. And I'm still a little bit tired, I'm still a little bit introverted as I come out of my of my period, right? And that that level of being introverted is going to decrease as she goes towards ovulation. But she's still a little bit in her cocoon. She's coming out, but she's still hopping there, right? So the kind of sex that she wants to be having for the most part is still intimate, is still deep, is still sensitive. Remember, I'm talking generally. I'm not going to say generally. anymore. I'm, I'm not going to say this anymore because I'm like I've said it three times. We all remember. Okay, so remember this is fucking general. advice. So she's still a little bit sensitive. She's still wanting that lovemaking, but she might be wanting a bit of an influence of some of that subdom that she really wants around ovulation. Right. But her energy is starting to pick up her, her vitality is starting to increase again. And you're going to be noticing that in the kind of sex that she's wanting. And also possibly her libido too. If she, if you find that her libido is a little bit low during, um, her period. Right. So, what I will say is don't try and just have sex straight away, right? You may be getting blue balls. If you want to make deep love and you are not doing it in the right way, you're out of luck, buddy. Like she's feisty in follicula. She's come out of the cocoon. She's like, oh, I'm not being taken advantage of anymore. If you think that you can just stick your dick in me without giving me the most incredible foreplay, like you're wrong. Like that's the follicular energy, right? And and I'm saying this, especially for a woman that has a a balanced hormones and therefore a healthy cycle so when she's coming out of period her period and that menstrual phase she's getting feisty and she ain't holding back about it so if you do something wrong if you're out of line she's going to tell you about it because in ovulation she'll still be a little bit feisty but she wants sex right she wants fun she's vivacious she's energized she's also more likely to be like oh fuck it because she's here for the fun but in follicular she's like no i'm watching you so you got to be careful, right? And and my my fiancé sometimes jokes, jokes. We were actually just walking home from dinner the other night in New York, and he said something, and I was like, cool. And I was just I was just feisty, right? I wasn't even thinking about it. I was just feisty, and he's like, oh, this is a moment where I just wish you were in luteal because you would have been like, oh, baby, that's so sweet. Like, let's have cuddles. And now you're just like, okay, I don't care. And I'm like, oh, God. like. <laughs> We really laugh about it. You have to laugh about it, right? He makes jokes about it. I make jokes about it. You have to laugh about it because he could say the exact same thing to me three weeks later, and I'm, I'm a completely different person because of our hormones. Now, how to get laid during this cycle. So lots of foreplay, tons, like massive amounts, right? If you can, flowers, but don't do flowers to try and get sex, right? Because she can't expect them. Like she sees straight through you right now. If you get her flowers to have sex, she's like, fuck you. Now, if you get her flowers to have sex and ovulation, she's like, babe, I'm already ready. I didn't even need the flowers. So it's completely different. Right. And then in Ludial and, and, and on a period, it's, it's a whole kind of different level. So get flowers, but she cannot expect them. Right. She wants passionate kisses. Cuss- 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 wow. She wants passionate kisses. She wants cuddles. She wants tender, sexy, like, uh, makeout sessions where it's not just a peck, right? She's like, she's now like in this phase of, I want more on her menstrual, on, on, uh, when she's menstruating on her period, She's kind of like, all right, leave me alone. But now she's like, I want more. She wants you again. So if you give her a little pick, if you peck, if you gave her what you gave her a week ago, she's like, what the fuck? Kiss me. Right. Versus some women on their period. He wants long kiss. And it's like, can you just get off me and leave me alone? So it's, it's different. So get to know what she likes, obviously, in her follicular phase. So give her those kisses that send shivers down her spine and make her melt. And it kind of like elongates the foreplay to be eight hours long because you've done that as you've walked out the door to work and now she's left for eight hours until you get home with just like, oh my God, like I need his dick right now. That's what you want. You want to basically leave her begging like, oh, we love it, right? So those kisses where it's just like shivers down the spine, it's so fucking good, kiss her neck, like do all of the things that make her just melt. You know the things, right? And this is important because she's going to make you work for sex. Like she's going to be soft. She's going to be tender. She she, she might be like, I just can't right now. Like, no, she might be more like that. Um, there's a good chance that she's going to want to cuddle after. So if you fall asleep right away, you're probably going to have a pissed woman lying next to you. So just like tell yourself, stay awake, stay awake, stay awake, stay awake. After you've had sex and just, and try and give her a few cuddles, kiss her forehead, tuck her into bed. She'll be happy as a pig in mud, right? So during this phase, in terms of socializing, going out with your friends is good, but be sure to keep her in the loop because. She's now like awake again, right? During her period, she's probably a bit more like, "I don't give a fuck what you do, just like leave me alone. No one talk to me. No one touch me. No to me. No one breathe me, breathe on me." But now she's like, "I'm here. Like, where are you?" And she's kind of keeping tabs on a few more things, so she's probably going to want some more reassurance. She's gonna want to know where you are, where you're going, what ETA you'll be home, uh, like that. You love her, all those kind of things. So. Don't worry too much about it because depending where she is in her follicular phase, like if she's just come out of her period, she's still kind of coming out of her cocoon. But as she gets deeper into her follicular phase towards ovulation, then she's probably also going to be like, I don't give a fuck what you do. I'm going out with my girlfriends because she has this energy built up. Or maybe you guys are going out together. And again, the way that she goes out during her follicular phase is probably going to be wildly different to the way that she goes out during her period because she probably doesn't even go out during her period, right? For all the men that listen to this podcast, or for the ladies that are listening and you want your man to do the work, you need to listen up. So my program, The Man, you're probably like, where did it go? It's coming back, and it's coming back in a more accessible way where more men can do this work. It is going to be an evergreen program, which means that you can join at any time. There are two different options. There's a lower level investment and a higher level investment, and that obviously then is going to be reflected in the amount of time that you get with me. And trust me when I say, men, you want to join this program. I have made the syllabus even bigger there is more added to it and for any guys that joined the man in the past you're going to get access to this as well because it's all updated in your portal so i'm really excited for those of you that are joining if you're not on the wait list make sure that you get on the wait list so that you don't miss out and let's jump back into the episode so this is also the time where you can plan dates that require a little bit more energy especially as she's later on in follicular versus you know when she's on her period that's a better time to plan like going to the movies a casual dinner a walk around the park a cute little picnic just more low-key versus follicular ovulation is more like we're going out to a concert we're going to a show we're going out to dinner we're socializing with friends blah 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 like allowing her to uh, allowing yourself to actually be guided a little bit with date ideas via uh, based on her cycle can be really helpful and also just takes a bit of the decision making out for you guys Um, And also taking the pressure off her for, you know, if you have some like giant party, let's say that you really want her to go to, but she's on day one of her cycle, she's probably going to be like, I'll go, but can I just come for like 30 minutes because I'm tired and I want to go to bed and you honoring that because it's not about you it's not about the fact that she doesn't want to be there it's like she's exhausted or she's tired or she just like does not want to talk to people and so when 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 she feels pushed she feels like she's dishonoring her body so by you also helping her to honor your body she feels like you're honoring and honoring and respecting her her body and her needs okay so let's go into ovulation okay so this is the time when she's going to be wanting the raunchy hot sex constantly, like all the time, every night, if you guys haven't had sex for one night, she's like, they were having no sex. And you're like, we had sex one night ago. She's like, yeah, but I need more. She feels like she's not getting enough, right? And again, this is for a woman with balanced hormones, a you know healthy level of a libido, et cetera, et cetera. Also, during this time, she is probably going to want to be going out and doing more fun things with you. Like, this is the time where I'm like, babe, let's go out dancing. Let's go have dates. Let's go do a million things. Do you want to come for a walk with me? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? Do you want to do this? And I'm like, up till 3am, well, not anymore, but like up till midnight, like doing work, you know, doing my thing. Now, depending on her, you might find that she wants to spend lots of time with you and she wants to like do all the things and have all the dates, or she might be like, yeah, I want to do that. But then like also... Now I'm just wanting to like focus on my work because during ovulation, it's also a really great time because she has extra energy to do a bit of extra work. So don't be disheartened if you find that for a week in her cycle, she works really hard and she's staying up a little bit later and she's kind of prioritizing that more. That could be because for her that works right? So for her, what could work is actually using that ovulation energy to get a little bit more work done because in her luteal phase, she likes to be that like softer, more cozy version with you. And then you guys spend more time together. That could be an example. So just note that she's not only giving her energy to you, she's also giving her energy to her work or to her children, right? So if you guys have kids together during this ovulation phase, this would also be a really good time for maybe you guys to plan some more kid things or because she has the extra energy for you to ask if it's okay, if she takes the kids to go do something and you have bro time, because then the week later you want to give her her own time because she's in her luteal phase and you want to take the kids. So this is also like an important thing of knowing her cycle. If you guys are parents together can also mean that She spends more time doing kid stuff one week, but less the other week because you're utilizing how much energy she has. And it's going to be really, really helpful for her. Also just planning, you know, kids activities or like fun family dates and that kind of stuff that requires more energy from the two of you. She's going to be more of like a team player. Let's get this shit done. Like let's go, babe. Power couple vibes in ovulation in luteal. It's going to be like, Oh my God. Like, why didn't you pack this? Why aren't you doing this? It's more analytical in luteal phase so you want to try and think like when you when you need her on her fucking a game you want ovulation right because she is on her fucking a game because she has all this estrogen coding her brain right giving her more energy giving her more outwards energy sorry giving her more energy yes outwards energy giving her better communication skills in luteal phase because now she's got less estrogen and a lot more progesterone she's going to be a lot more analytical right? Which means it's going to be, why didn't you pack this? Why did you unpack the dishwasher like this? I told you to cut the sweet potatoes this way. And you're like, oh my fucking God. So thinking about how can you get the most out of her luteal phase, but not in a way that burns her out. It doesn't mean you go balls to the wall and burn her out because then she's not going to be an enjoyable version of herself in her luteal phase. And this is important because the luteal phase is a really beautiful time. It's a beautiful time for her to soften and for her to relax and for her to. Um, restore her body before her period to make her period less painful or debilitating or exhausting but if she doesn't get to do that in her luteal phase you're going to have a bad luteal phase and you're gonna have a bad period it's like give her the time in her luteal phase so that she's got a good period and so that you don't lose her you know metaphorically you don't lose her when she's also bleeding as well okay so the transition between follicular and ovulate ovulation you won't really notice it as much as ovulation to luteal, or she won't notice it as much as, as, as ovulation to luteal. Generally, it's like it's a spur of energy. Sometimes my fiance will just look at me and be like, Are you okay? Because I have so much energy. I'm talking so fast. The ideas are like flying out of every hole in my body. And he's like, You have got to calm down. Like, you have too much energy right now. Sometimes I think that about myself. I'm like, This is ridiculous. So, So the beauty of that is that you can, she can obviously utilize it for her benefit and you can obviously utilize it for your benefit as well. You guys can have the raunchy sex. You can stay up later having great sex or going out on dates or having fun or reconnecting. Like this is the good time to have the harder conversations, right? She's going to be able to regulate her emotions better. She isn't going to be as analytical towards you, towards herself. She's going to be able to communicate better. Like this is a great Time to have hard conversations. If you can, not we're human. Like life is life. If you can, try and avoid the harder conversations for her luteal phase, just because she's a lot more analytical and she's more likely to kind of pick you apart and pick herself apart, which isn't really ideal. So there's lots of good things about ovulation, but what I want to make sure that you guys can help her with is that if she goes two balls to the wall in ovulation, she will burn out which isn't a good thing because then she becomes – not the greatest version of herself. She isn't very productive. She feels very harsh. She feels like she's really analyzing herself in a negative way during her luteal phase and during then menstruation as well. Cause often she won't even kind of like catch up on the rest during her luteal phase. So this is something that I had to learn the hard way of not going too extreme in ovulation just because I could, because I'll know about it a week later. So just helping her with that and helping her to kind of come back down to earth is really important. But to keep it back to like the sex topic. So she'll be fun. She'll be, you know, feeling frisky. This is the time to go on adventures, to order the room service, to, you know, have sex in the kitchen, to stay up and, you know, be having a sex Like this is the time to a hundred percent be doing this. She will want to go out on dates. She'll want to go party. She'll want to go and hang out with her girlfriends and you. She'll want to throw the dinner party. She'll want to wear sexy lingerie. You know, she'll want to pump out the work. Like I said, so this is a good time to be home early so that you can have sex for hours, right? And watch her walk around the house butt naked, butt naked because she will. She will love doing it and she'll feel like doing it, obviously, if she's confident in her body, right? Her orgasms will be intense. She will want orgasms because she wants the, she, like, not every woman, obviously, but for the most part women that have really healed their relationship with sex. So i all use me for an example. I don't need to have an orgasm every time we have sex. For me, sex isn't about the orgasm. Sex is about the connection, the intimacy, the depth. But when it comes to ovulation phase, like, yeah, I kind of do want an orgasm because I'm just like sassy and spicy. But I also, more importantly, want to be really well fucked. I don't want like making love. I want my brains to be blown out of my head. And so what that means is the sex in my luteal phase is completely different. The sex in my luteal phase, the best way to describe it is like nourishing, right? It's making love. It's intimate. Sex in ovulation is way more subdom, right? It's way more fuck to the moon and back. My hair is a mess. The neighbors are like, who is screaming next door? That is that is ovulation. and. You know, maybe some of you guys are listening to this, like as in men, you're like, oh my God, this is insane. But the reality is this is what what women want. Like I am just telling you what women want. And what's so interesting is like, men, you want to know what women want, right? It takes the thinking out of it for you. You know how to then please her. Ladies, you want this. Right? You want this, but it feels wrong to admit because society is like that's slutty, that's this, that's that. It's like, no, I've worked with women since 2018. And one thing across the fucking board is I want my brains to be fucked out. Like I fucked out, fucked out my brains to be whatever, you know what I mean. Like across the board at every event in every program, it's like, how do I have better sex? How do I get him to literally like send me to Mars? And so when I'm saying that, she wants to be sent to Mars in a different way in every phase of her cycle. I know, not the great, not, not the easiest thing for you guys, but the good news is, is that you will get used to it. It's the same every month. It's just like rinse and repeat. So once you kind of get the hang of it, you'll be good to go. And so the way that she wants to be fucked to Mars in ovulation is going to be different to the way that she wants that in her luteal phase, but you have to learn that. This obviously is dependent on what is her relationship like with her body what is her relationship to sex does she have sexual trauma you know does she feel safe to let go and surrender to you all of these things are really important which is why i'm like do the healing work right like i'm always preaching that why that's really important because obviously some women would be like yeah i want that sex monica but like i don't feel like i can let go and that's obviously a really important part to it all because otherwise the sex is painful if you don't feel like you can let go you don't feel like you don't feel like you're having the full enjoyment and bliss you could be experiencing. You're probably experiencing some kind of pain, you know, whether it's pain in your cervix, pain from him going quote unquote too deep, et cetera. Like he's not going to bust through your cervix, but it can feel like that for some women when there is all this trauma stored in there. So it becomes really painful. And it's obviously hard for guys because they don't want to induce any pain on us. Um, so, you know, the the healing part is a really important component, But in saying all of this, when you open up the conversation with her, even if there isn't the full kind of sex that you and her both want because she's doing some healing, you're doing some healing, whatever it is, even if it isn't the full extreme, can you push the edges a little bit, your edges? Can you push your edges a little bit during her ovulation phase and her follicular phase? Can you at least honor that the different phases of her cycle requires her to be fed sexually? in a different way because just recognizing that and just asking her like what are you craving tonight babe what do you and maybe it's just simply she wants you behind or she wants you to you know uh, pin her down and it is st- it's still very slow sex because she experiences pain but she's allowing you to pin her down a little bit it isn't that you ever need to go from 0 to 100 right? When it comes to having raunchy, kinky, subdom sex, because if there is a human and another human, there is going to be a limit of safety, right? You're not two rob- robots, I hope. One day there probably will be, which is so fucking concerning. But when we have two humans, we have to remember that your body only knows, only feels safety with what it knows, So when you start to push edges, there has to be slowness and sensitivity as you push those edges because as you're pushing the edge, you're bringing in a sense of safety at the same time. And then once you go to that new level, it's like, okay, we feel safe. We can go to another new level. So you can't go to zero to 100 because that creates stress. That creates a feeling of unsafety in the body. So if you guys have never done anything, you know, outside of you're on top, she's on the bottom kind of sex. Don't all of a sudden be fucking her from behind like a rabbit. Because that isn't going to breed safe breed. That isn't going to breed safety or intimacy at all. Instead, it could be that you're still on top. She's underneath, but maybe you put one what leg of her, one one leg of hers, foot whatever, leg and foot over your shoulder. Maybe you just pin one of her wrists down right? Maybe you run her hand, your hands through her hair. It could be a small, simple thing, but it's just different. So create some difference, create whatever seems like a little bit erotic to the two of you now, right? And what could be erotic to the two of you now could be different to what's erotic in a year's time, but whatever feels erotic to the two of you now, can you bring that into your sex life during her ovulation phase now, right because that's going to help feed her desires that she experiences during ovulation and that heightened estrogen and libido and sexual appetite For one time only, I'm hosting my LA pop-up event, and I am so excited to be bringing this to you guys. We are doing this for one time only, and it's happening on October 21st of this year. This is a day-long event. It is going to be fun. It is going to be spicy, and you are getting an exclusive look into my book before it has even come out. I am very excited for this. We are going to be going into polarity, manifestation, self-respect, boundaries, boundaries, Procrastination, perfectionism, and so much more. You will also be getting a QA with myself and my fiance, which is very exciting. For those of you that run your own business, you may want to look into the VIP option as well. Some of the spots have already been snagged, but if there is any left, maybe that one is for you. Now, during this phase, there are many other ways that you can also really turn her on. And this goes for every phase. So think cooking dinner, right? Folding the laundry, fixing the broken tap. Or making the tap broken and then being like, babe, I'll fix it. Do the food shopping for her, right? Playing with your kid to take it off her, running her a bath. Like there's so many ways that you can introduce foreplay in a different way to please her. And this goes for every phase of her cycle, but she's really gonna appreciate it and she's really gonna see it during ovulation because she's looking for that, right? Her brain is looking for sex. That's all that's on her brain. Her whole body right now is procreation because she's ovulating, right? And ovulation is the time where creation is made. That is the time where the sperm fertilizes the egg. So whether she's consciously aware of it or not, everything in her body is make a baby, make a baby, make a baby. And so hence she's thinking about sex. She's got this sexual appetite. So you could do the exact same thing like running a bath, let's say, in her luteal face, and she'll just take it differently. So let me say, let me give you an example. So if you ran a bath, ran a bath for her in ovulation and she sees it, she might be like, Oh my god, babe, this is so hot. Like, and she gets and she starts kissing you and taking your clothes off, and you guys have a bath together, right? And you have sex in the bath, right? Or he, or she gives you a blowjob right next to the bathtub that's ovulation. You do the exact same thing in Luteal. Baby, this is so sweet of you. Thank you so much. Oh my God, this means the world. She's like, okay, can you go now? I'm just gonna enjoy this by myself. And she's like, okay, bye. And she, and she like kind of pushes you out. And then, and then she just enjoys the bath by herself. Or, Or you guys have a big, long hug. And she's so grateful. And she's way more just like soft and nurturing and like melty in your arms. And she gets in the bath and she's there for God knows how long. And you're out of the room. You've done the exact same thing, but the way that she's received it is differently because the brain is experiencing something differently because of estrogen versus progesterone. And also testosterone is heavily involved in um, ovulation as well, which is what also helps really drive that sexual appetite. So the good thing is about this time is this is a time where you can forget to feed the dog and she'll be like, whatever, because she doesn't want sex right? You could get home a little bit late. You can basically do the thing that pisses her off by accident. Do not purposely do it, obviously. You can kind of make those mistakes and not have your head chopped off as badly, I'll say, as the other phases. This summer phase of her cycle ovulation is the time to allow yourself to go and do fun things and allow her to really go and do fun things because she's just more carefree. Now, I do want to say, though, as I've said a million times before, every woman is different. This could be the time for her where she wants to spend time with you and she doesn't really want you to go and have all this time with guy friends because next week she's like, leave the house. I don't even want to sleep in the same bedroom as you. And that could be her little face next week. And during ovulation, she really wants to use all this sexual energy to just be in bed with you 24 seven or go on a holiday or just do everything together because she's obsessed with you, right? This is the time where she's probably like fucking obsessed with you. And then a week later, she's like, I kind of think I hate you. Nothing's wrong, right? Nothing is wrong. It is just her brain. And it is obviously her personality that's heavily involved in this and whether her hormones are balanced or not. So let's go on to the next phase of the cycle, which is the luteal phase. Now, this is the phase where women that have imbalanced hormones are going to get all their raging PMS. So if you are like, yep, I'm in that situation, she has raging PMS, some of what I'm going to say is not going to relate because what I'm saying is for a woman that has a balanced level of progesterone and estrogen. So during this time, her estrogen should drop off which can mean that her kind of libido or just sexual appetite decreases a little bit. She's like, yeah, let's have sex, but like, she doesn't really need it. It kind of decreases and her progesterone increases a lot. Now, what this means is that she's more analytical and critical towards herself and also you and everything else. So this is the time when all of a sudden she's like, babe, like, I know. This is my dream job. Am I doing the right thing? Like blah, blah, blah. She's like analyzing every single detail. And you're like, what the hell? Like, shut up. Like, why are you thinking this? And you don't understand it. And she then, then two days later, or not two days later, but a week later, she's like, oh no, I'm fine. I don't know why I was thinking that. So depending on how her luteal phase is, you might notice it straight from day one. I notice it in myself from day one. And my fiance also notices it in in me from day one, like there is a complete shift, and so you know, in ovulation I'm spicy, I'm sassy and whatnot. In luteal phase, I'm more analytical, and I'm not saying things in like a spicy, sassy way. I'm more likely to say things in a little bit of a mean way, which of course nobody wants to be doing it. So it's important, ladies, that if you say something kind of mean, you're like, sorry, that was mean. And you didn't mean it. It just kind of like happens, right? It just snaps. It's like, there's this part of you where it's just like the, the level, like the ability for patience is kind of wearing thin, especially if there's been something that has been under the rug for a while, it's going to come up. You got to remember that the bleed is the time for releasing and cleansing. If there's been emotional things for her that has been kind of shoved under the carpet in follicular and ovulation, or she's brushed it aside, watch out because it's going to come up in her luteal phase. So if you've been a dick for the previous two weeks, she's gonna make you very highly aware of it in your luteal phase. So that's why it's like if you don't, if you, if you um, kind of abuse follicular and ovulation, it's gonna catch up to you and bite you in the bum in your luteal phase, kind of just like literally life, right? And then in her, on her period, she's having this big emotional cleansing, which is often why women can get really emotional during her period. I mean, sometimes I'll just be watching TV and I start crying. I'm like, I've watched three seconds of the show. Why, <laughs> why am I crying? And it's because her hormones have dropped and she's having this big cleansing. It might not even be about what's happening right in front of you, but it could have triggered something that's similar to what happened a week ago. So during her luteal phase. Her cervical fluid has dried up, so you're going to need to, again, bring back more foreplay to get her wet. So sex needs more foreplay just because things are a little bit less sensitive and and she's not going to get as wet quickly. She's more likely to be wanting to just like watch TV, read her book, kind of be left alone, have her favorite food. If you make this happen, you get brownie points, right? If you cook her dinner, if you tidy up the kitchen, if you make the brownies, if you, you know, tuck her into bed, if you run her a bath, like those kind of things, you are going to get the brownie points and she's going to really really appreciate it because she's kind of going a little bit more introverted, she is a little bit more tired, her patience is wearing thin. That that 8-hour workday that felt like nothing a week prior now feels like something. You will save yourself a ton of arguments if in your head you just go Lydial face, Lydial face. my fiance does this but out loud because we laugh about it and he'll be like oh Lydial face," or like i'll say something sp- i'll say something like you know kind of spicy mean sassy whatever and he's like are you in Lydial and i'm like yeah he's like okay it makes sense and then just leaves the room and <laughs> doesn't really say anything and we laugh about it and it also helps because when i then go oh babe i'm sorry i didn't mean that he's like it's okay Lydial face." And we and we brushed it off, right? Just like I was saying in follicular, I am spicy, and you know what I say. And, and if he says something to me in luteal, I am like, oh baby, that was so sweet, like blah blah. In in my follicular phase, I am like, cool, like no one cares because I am just spicy, right? I am like, she's back. The focus is on me. Like you are not getting this 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 like soft, oh cute, cute, cute. Like I am here for a mission. It's a completely a completely different energy. Again, every woman is a little bit different, so. So um, luteal phase, she's also, if she has balanced hormones, she's also going to be eating a lot more. So pack snacks is all I'm going to say. If she gets balanced progesterone, oh God, I have good progesterone levels. The hunger annoys me. She actually might get angry at herself. She might cry. She might get really frustrated with how hungry she is and how constantly hungry she is. If you say to her during her luteal phase, didn't you have dinner 10 minutes ago? You are breaking her heart. You are stabbing a sword through her gut, and you are making her so self-conscious. I'm hoping that all you guys already know not to do this, but especially in her luteal phase. You know, for me, me, for example, I am so hungry in my luteal phase that it actually annoys me. It has brought me to tears before, and I'm not joking because I get. It's like. It stresses me out because I'm like, I just fucking ate. And it, and it honestly makes me sometimes really agitated with how hungry I am. And my fiance's learned that the best thing that he can do is like, babe, that's okay. You're in luteal. Just go eat more food. Like, let me make you some. And he just will make me more food or, you know, he'll remind me like eat lots of protein blah 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 um or like he'll remind me like don't forget to make leftovers when you make dinner so you have something for tomorrow and he'll help me in those ways because he's learned in the past that it really irritates me and if he was to ever say but you ate dinner like 10 minutes ago or well, didn't you just have breakfast he said it to me once very early on in dating and like he didn't know any of this like this was a he was an average corporate dude he didn't know any of these things right never heard of it he couldn't believe I didn't was on the pill didn't track like didn't know like no condoms, like all those kind of things. He's like, wait, what you can't, you, you don't fall pregnant any time of the month, like very new. Right. And so speaking of which, if you don't know a woman's cycle, go back and listen to a recent episode I did about cycle syncing and understanding of different phases. I'll put the link below for that episode. Nonetheless, as I explained this to him and he's never done it before, because I I shared with him, when you say that, like, if you were to say that in this phase of my cycle, I'm already analytical towards myself. I'm already annoyed that I'm eating this much because it's just like fucking annoying to have to cook this much food, buy this food. Like it's an inconvenience. And then when you think, when you say that, it makes me self conscious, even though I know you don't mean it, right? Like we consciously know he doesn't mean it, but we feel it. And we feel it because marketing and fucking the like social media is always like skinny, 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 eat less, eat less, eat less. And so we feel. We feel bad, we feel wrong, we feel shame if we're eating a lot of food. So please, gentlemen, I mean, never comment on a woman's weight, never comment on how much she's eating, but also, especially during luteal phase, because of progesterone, she's already being analytical towards herself, she's already analyzing you, so when you do this, not only are you seeing yourself a way bigger ditch, but you're also making her feel untrustworthy to uh, like you're also removing the trust that she has for you and you're making her feel distance between the two of you and you're not making her feel supported and right now is the time where she needs to feel supported okay and it's very important during this phase of her cycle as well that you get to know the kind of sex that she likes generally speaking it's going to be that more making love kind of sex where there's intimacy there's slowness there's tenderness there's love there's connection there's eye contact there's verbal affirmation those things are really important during this phase for most women um and as she kind of as she gets closer towards her period so as she is getting towards the end of her luteal phase and going towards her period she's probably going to be getting a lot more sensitive around her cervix so it's really important that you take that into account and that you don't go as deep as you went say in ovulation because you just can't because there's all this sensitivity there could be a bit of inflammation if she has some painful periods the lining of her uterus is growing there's already all this blood down there right like building the lining of the uterus there is way more sensitivity in this area of her body so you just like ramming yourself up there like she wanted you to in ovulation is going to probably send an electric shock through her body and not in a good way so you want to just bring that sensitivity um into your awareness during this phase of her cycle okay Guys, I literally have your summer plans sorted for next year. I'm so excited. If you haven't heard the fabulous news, I am bringing my three-day immersion back to New York City where it all started in 2019 for the first ever event, Never Not A Vibe. And I am crashing your European summer because I am doing my first Europe immersion event. I cannot fucking wait. I'm screaming, but I am not going to scream down the microphone to you because you're probably not going to enjoy that. If you have not heard the memo, if you have not gotten the memo, then you're probably not signed up to my email list, which you really need to be. If you didn't listen to the recent episode, which we'll link below and the kind of changes coming, then I would go and listen to that. The waitlist gets a $500 off code. So you probably want to click the link in the description right now before we get back into the episode and then you forget about it. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that was this was happening. If you click the link below, you can sign up to the waitlist, but you can also get the dates for the New York City immersion and the Europe immersion. You get the prices, the everything so that you can save the date. You can put it in your calendar. No one then gets priority over you and you get to have the best best summer of 2024 because you get to spend it with me. And more importantly, you get to heal your trauma and fully step into the most radiant, sensual, magnetic, alluring, abundant, delicious woman that you could possibly imagine yourself to be. So I'm so excited. Make sure your name is on one of the lists or both of the lists. If you're thinking about coming to both and keep a lookout in your emails for all of the The information as we start to drip it out to you guys. Oh, I'm so excited. I will also say during this phase of her cycle, this is the time where for many of you, she will be like, Yeah, leave the house, like, go spend time with the boys, like, leave me alone. I wanna watch, like, Sex in the City and Nicholas Sparks. Like, yeah, please go. Like, that's fine. But if you come home drunk and she doesn't like when you're drunk, if she doesn't like when you're drunk in ovulation, or if she doesn't like anything in ovulation, times that by 300. And that's where we're at in luteal phase. So if she doesn't like it when you come home drunk, let's say, or when you come home at 3 a.m. and then sleep until 1 p.m., if she doesn't like that at the beginning of her cycle, she's definitely not going to like it in her luteal phase. She wants to feel supported and protected in her luteal phase. Think about it like this. If she was to fall pregnant, right, so ovulation is when the sperm would fertilize the egg and then... It's a similar, like that luteal phase of like ten to fourteen days, is a similar hormonal experience for those first that first kind of week or so of having a fertilized egg. Progesterone increases right now. Obviously, your estrogen increases as well. So there's differences, but the main thing I want to think, I want you guys to think about is progesterone. Progesterone increases. Now, progesterone increases to hold the fertilized egg up in there. Right now, progesterone would stay high so you wouldn't get a period because when progesterone drops is then when the lining of the uterus is shedding and therefore she has a period. So if she was pregnant, she would stay with that high progesterone. So let's just imagine, for example, that she is just pregnant. Let's say three days, right? She's got a three-day-old little fetus in there. It's not even a fetus, right? But the egg is fertilized. It's been fertilized for three days and things are starting to happen. Do you think in this phase she wants a drunk husband? No. Or boyfriend? No. She wants a provider and a protector. She wants someone that has integrity, that will follow through with his word, that makes her feel safe. Right, So if you are going out and getting drunk and coming home at 3am, does that give her the feeling of safety? No. She might not care at 11pm because she's like, I'm alone, watch Sex in the City, this is fucking great. But come 2am when she wakes up you your night in the bed, oh, she's pissed. She feels betrayed she feels left. Maybe she feels abandoned, right? And this is all heightened in follicular. In ovulation, she might just be texting you being like, don't fucking come home drunk. It'll piss me off. Go stay in so-and-so's house. And she'll just tell you how it is. But in, but in follicular, she might not tell you. Sorry, in, in luteal phase, she might not tell you how it is, right? And then she bottles it all up and you find out about it at 9 a.m. the next morning, which you don't want to be finding out about it when your head feels like that. So you got to think about it in terms of she wants space, Yes. During luteal, she wants to kind of cocoon and not talk too much because our communication isn't as good during luteal phase. I mean, kind of a going a bit introverted, especially towards the end, but she doesn't want to feel like she has to mother you. She wants to feel like you've got her. So make sure that you make her feel like you've got her and then amplify this for the last bit that we're going to talk about, which is her period. So remember, day one of her cycle is day one of her period. Her bleed, so amplify luteal phase for period. She probably wants cuddles, wants connection, but also wants to kind of be left alone to do her own thing. She doesn't want to be asked, "What are we having for dinner?" Like, "What are you doing tonight?" Where's that? Like, she doesn't want to be asked that. She wants to be left alone. Think about it in terms of back in the day when we had actual communities, right? Unlike, unfortunately, a lot of us today. Back in the day, women when they were bleeding, they would go to the rent tents. And they would all be supported by other women and they'd be looked after and they would not have those everyday burdens kind of placed on them. They wouldn't have to be making the dinner and doing all the things. They'd be resting. They'd be releasing. They'd be shedding. Try and cultivate her own little red tent for her at home. Leave her alone. Let her be. If she wants something and she asks you for it, get it. Offer something. It's her responsibility to receive it. If she she listens to my podcast, she knows that, right? So leave that bit to her. But offer it. Run the bath. Get her the hot water bottle. Make her dinner, right? Tell her, honey, you don't need to come out tonight. Like, it's fine. I'm going to just go out for an hour. Be social and then I'm going to come home and tuck you into bed and then fucking do that and be home five minutes earlier than you said that you would be. That is what she wants during this phase. She wants to know that you're there if she needs you, but that you're not on top of her where she feels like she has to give to you, right? You're giving to her, especially in this phase, and you're leaving her alone and knowing what she wants. If she wants deep, intimate sex, even if it's just for five minutes and you want that too, great. But it's going to be way more sensitive and it's probably not going to be the subdom sex that you had in ovulation. So gentlemen and ladies, if you don't already have these kind of conversations with your partner please 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 can i recommend that you start to have them because they will radically change the communication the understanding in your relationship and most important you are going to most importantly you are going to feel seen as a woman in your relationship you're going to feel honored and you're not going to feel like he thinks you're crazy you're going to feel like oh he understands it's your face being able to express your needs and him just know them inherently because he's learnt them is such a beautiful thing about being in partnership And unfortunately, a lot of women don't even know their own cycle, so they cannot even communicate this and share this and educate their partner. Guys want to know, right? Guys want to know how they can be better men for you, how they can be better providers, better protectors, better lovers, better partners. You need to share that. And you aren't going to get this necessarily in the first month. This could take you a long time. Right. I introduced this to my fiance when we, you know, pretty much first started dating, I would say, because it was just like a non negotiable, like, why would it be any different for me? And, you know, at the time of this recording, we're a year and nine, 10 months, whatever, into our relationship. And like, he knows it like the back of his hand. Sometimes I think he actually knows my cycle better than I do. And he knows it from like an outside perspective. Whereas I'm obviously looking at it through my own lens. I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. Like, duh. And he's like, no, it doesn't. Like you were completely different last week. And I'm like, no, I wasn't. He's like, yes, you were. So um, I think he almost knows it better sometimes. But the bottom line is, is that it's a way of communicating with it. It brings lightness to sometimes heaviness in a relationship right it allows us when we're having a disagreement for me to be like babe i can't talk about this because i'm in my luteal phase and i just like it's too much for me to handle can we talk about it next week And it's like, yeah, okay, cool. And it basically saves you having to over-explain yourself all the time. It saves you, it saves her from being misunderstood. It allows you to also not think that she's crazy or not be confused by her. It allows you to understand her better as well. So this episode, I'm like, can we please make it get out there? Because it is so important. It's so, it's so transformative for men because they feel wrong for asking these questions because, you know, everything's taken so personally personally these days and everyone's like, oh my God, it's an attack on me. I'm like, no, it's not. So please share this with your girlfriends. Please share it with your man. Share it with your brother, your dad, your uncle. Like, I don't care who you share it with, but please, please, please let's get this episode out there because so many men and women need to hear this and understand it. And for us to just feel safe to open up the conversation around sex and sex during different phases of our cycle, because as a woman, we are, you know, we don't want the same steak every night. We want a different steak. We want a whole fucking carte menu for us to choose from, depending on the mood that we're in. And men just aren't like that. We go into so much more depth of how you can really harness this and get to know your energy and your needs in sex. And How to make sex better in ways that you guys probably can't even imagine because I do it in such an epic way where it makes it just sustainable and doable and easy. You don't need to be adding in like all these uh, long to-dos every day. We just make it a part of life. We do a lot of this in Queen Alchemy. And in The Man, I've done it another way for you guys, but obviously to relate to men. So if you know that you need to do work around sex around receiving more whether it's because of past trauma whether it's just because you grew up in a household where there were shame was kind of sorry where sex was kind of talked about in a shameful way queen alchemy is for you right now obviously we're already in um the round of queen alchemy but the next round is opening up in january we have an earliest start next year because of my book launch and our wedding so um if you are not on the waitlist, make sure you are put the waitlist below. You can secure your spot early as well to get an extended payment plan. So if you know you need a longer payment plan, that's an option for you too. And for all the gentlemen listening, thank you for listening to this episode. I really appreciate it. And The Man is the program for you. It's got a beautiful combination of understanding women learning how to be a better man for her and for yourself and then also of course healing your trauma because if you have shitty foundations the other stuff isn't going to stick so i'm going to love you and leave you guys if you haven't left a written review on the podcast i'd really appreciate it if you do so don't forget to send a screenshot to media and monarchyateshealth.com and we're going to send you a little gift in return and that's it for me i will see you guys next week on the on the podcast and i hope that you have a lovely rest of your day